What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Welcome in to another edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. Zach Barry, Ben Garrett here with you Wednesday morning, May 31st. You might listen to this on Wednesday, but if you are listening on Thursday, then you know that the calendar has turned to June, which means official visitors are starting to make their way to Oxford, Mississippi, and camp season is upon us. Ben, good morning. How are we doing? I'm good, Zachary. How are you? Well, I'm good. Um, like I was going to say, the weather has been strangely nice for late May getting into June. As you know, it is normally already starting to get just unbearably hot. It has not done that yet, which we, uh, we like to see, but, uh, one thing that is getting hot, Ben, is the, uh, is the recruiting at Ole Miss, both football and basketball. Uh, we got a couple commits to discuss, and then we've got some official visitors that will be in town this weekend, and then uh, some big-time 2024 targets that are um, in the uh, proverbial crosshairs for the Rebels uh, as we hit the home stretch for early signing day. So let's start. Um, let's start with the recent commits. Let's start football. Uh, I believe it was Monday evening. If I'm not mistaken, look, Memorial Day has got me all jacked up. Um, very, uh, very thrown off right now. But uh, Ole Miss was able to land three-star wide receiver Raji Dennis, which was on Monday. It was Monday evening. Um, the uh, Edna Carr, Louisiana prospect, uh, I, I, I was shocked. I was not expecting it. I had not caught wind of anything uh, on three national analyst Sam Spiegelman, who literally knows everyone in Louisiana, in the city of New Orleans. Um, I did not get a heads up or any 
thing from him prior to it. And uh, Miami and Texas A&M were surging uh, in his recruitment as of uh, the last couple weeks. But again, what can you say about Pete Golding and uh, the work he's done in the state in short time since he's been hired? But um, this is a big one. I, look, he's a three-star prospect, but I think his recruitment is going to really pick up here in the uh, in the next couple months. He is an outstanding track athlete, incredibly fast, but has got uh, some legit game to him on the football field. He's not just a track guy out there in pads. He can uh, he can run some routes, he can catch the football, and he is uh, explosive as any in the Southeast. So I was shocked by it. Um, but what did you uh, what did you think of Mr. Dennis when you saw the news come across the ticker? First time I ever heard his name. Isn't that terrible? It's curious to me, though, how the numbers are going to work out because they're in on so many wide receivers and a lot of their top targets at wide receiver are in state. Is he going to play wide receiver? Is he going to play defensive back? Because if he's a wide receiver here, well, now that brings up a whole new round of questions about like Norrell White. We've talked about this before. He's committed to Arkansas. We both agree that Ole Miss is trending for him. And one of the benefits or one of the feathers in the cap for Ole Miss is that they're recruiting him to be a wide receiver while Arkansas is recruiting Norrell White to be a defensive back. Yeah, and and I've talked with with Raji Dennis a couple times. I haven't gotten him on the phone yet, but we've exchanged messages. Obviously spoke highly of Pete Golding and Lane Kiffin and what the offense um, could potentially do for his future. So, I, I again, I, I believe he's being recruited as a wide receiver. Sam Spiegelman, I, I, I don't want to speak for him, but just the conversations we've had tell, tell me that he thinks he's going to be a wide receiver. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a perfect fit. I, I told somebody the other day that, um, you know, once he focuses on football and, and it's not even really just focusing on football, it's more of just maturing and growing. I mean, it's high school kids very rarely come out with a, a very mature and exceptional route tree because most times in high school, they're the best player on the field and they don't really have to run routes. It's just, Hey, just get open or Hey, you're just running it. You're just running a nine route here. Just run by the guy and we'll throw it to you. Um, but I, I told somebody, I was like, look, look he's got the, the skill set and the build and he's faster than Elijah Moore. And now Elijah Moore, very similar coming out of high school was just arguably one of the better players on the field and just found ways, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas found ways to give him the football and he just made plays. And Raji Dennis is going to be that for Edna Carr, which is one of, if, if you're not familiar with, with Edna Carr and that program, um, one of the most successful high school programs in the state of Louisiana. Um, actually just recently had a, a documentary done on them on Hulu. It's called Algiers America. It's, it's very well done, but um, a, a program that churns out not only college players, but NFL players. And so he comes from a culture of winning. He comes from a culture that is preparing him for, for college. It's not just a, Hey, we want you to be a really good high school player. They're preparing players to be the best that they can be to get to college and get to the NFL. So I think this is a great pickup early in his recruitment. Um, again, you're going to have to stave off Miami and Texas A&M. There's probably going to be more. And if LSU ends up offering, that's a whole nother beast to have to deal with. But um I don't think this had anything to do with Narelle White and the 
<laughs> the uh, the drama that surrounded his you know his tweet gate. It was asked, more about the numbers I, I of wide asked, receiver. I wonder if, if there's a bigger number than we initially expected. I think the number is this still, makes three. This is three, including Jeremy Scott, who's a three-star in-state kid, and all of their in-state wide receivers that they're in on and want, like Braylon Burnside and Real White. That's, I'm not speaking specifically necessarily about Real White. It's about, in Mississippi, well, the state of Mississippi in particular, in an historic 2024 class, the wide receiver group is really good, and they want those guys. So I'm curious if the number has gone up as far as what they need. And if you look at the current roster, it does make sense. You're going to lose a lot, including uh, Jordan Watkins after this year. That position is not as settled um, for the future as maybe almost would want it to be. So it does make sense in that way. That was what I was going to say. Yeah, I think that, look, Lane Kiffin's always going to recruit over people, and it's not a indication of how he feels about certain players every single time. It's not a... Well, we don't think we're good enough in that room. It's just we're just trying to get the best players we can get every single cycle, and then you figure it out. So, yeah, right. I think yeah. I think they're in a yeah. great spot for Braylon Burns. I think they're in a great spot for Narelle White. And a guy like Raji Dennis compliments someone like Jeremy Scott well. Jeremy Scott's built like an outside wide receiver. And then Raji Dennis, true slot guy. And then Burnside and Narelle White are kind of hybrids and can play a little both. So The I strategy think they, for Ole Miss is just get them all. I think they can, and my picks are in for for Narelle White and Braylon Burnside to to pick Ole Miss. And look, again, I, you can't stress enough, when you can get someone that runs a 10-2, 100-meter dash and a 21.09, 200-meter, you can't teach that. You can do all the speed training you want, and you can work on your quickness and your get-off and 40s and your shuttles, and you can't just teach home run speed like that. What's league average speeds for the 100-meter? Probably mid, like 11, 11 seconds, 11 and a half seconds. So he's in the 99 percentile. Yes. I, I, there's a There was a video okay. that I retweeted over the weekend from like a Division three National Championship 100 meter, and a guy broke his own record and ran a 10-1-3, which is absurd. So, yeah, 10-2 is absolutely moving. And mm-hmm. I think part of him going under the radar, also big track guy probably – hindered him getting to to football practice some in the spring and then also Edna Carr again a dominant program in Louisiana so he's kind of had to wait his turn um they've had some dudes at wide receiver there over the years um Deuce Anderson who signed with Alabama and now has transferred back home to LSU they had um a Destin Hill uh who is now at Florida State so they've had some some legit bona fide power five starter starting talent at that at that program and he's just kind of had to to wait his turn um but yeah I, I think um i talked with sam spiegelman he expects his recruitment to really pick up now that he is you know the dude for edna Carr, and he looked really good in the spring game um when i spoke with sam he, he said he he headlines the senior crop in louisiana he um they use him a lot, just again, like a like an Elijah Moore. Like they move him around, gadget plays, end arounds. Um, he stretches the field vertically, obviously with that speed, and um, you know he he plays bigger than he is. He he's very good in one on one situations. He can go up and get the football. He can high point it, and um, he can head tap you if you if you don't make a play on the ball. So um, again, going back to Narelle White, I know there was some speculation that this was you know, kind of a response or Ole Miss maybe, quote, moving on, that's not the case. They're just getting someone that has Olympic speed 
on the track and can play football too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they have a really good shot at a four or five man wide receiver class. I, I, I'm not there yet with, with JJ Harrell. I just think Tennessee's got the, got the claws in deep already. And I think he sticks with Tennessee. Now that's not to say that Ole Miss is not trying. I think they certainly are because last time I, I spoke with, with JJ and others have too, he said, Hey, like Ole Miss has, has made me a priority now. And that has changed things. Um, that one's going to be a battle. It's going to go to signing day, but yeah, I think right now I feel pretty comfortable in saying I anticipate Narelle White and and Burnside ending up with Ole Miss. I feel better about J.J. Harrell than I do Burnside right now. Okay. I say that because I think Ole Miss has made up real ground with J.J. Harrell. I think they're in a really good spot with him. If Ole Miss finishes with J.J. Harrell, Narelle White, Braylon Burnside, Dennis, uh, Scott, you're talking about inarguably one of the greatest wide receiver classes Ole Miss has ever signed. And I think the the types of prospects they are fits what Ole Miss likes to do right now perfectly because we, we, we've used this term, <laughs> position versatility. They can play all, all wide receiver spots. They're not really limited to, hey, you can only play on the inside. You can only play on the outside. I mean, even Raji Dennis, he's only six, he's only six feet, but – he can run, he can outrun people. So he can play on the outside. He can stretch the field. So it's not a, well, you're not six, three. So you got to stay on the inside. Like, no, they're going to move them around. Um, I mean, you saw it with, with Ole Miss, with, with Drummond and Sanders, they weren't big, huge bodies, but they played on the outside because the scheme and the way they run routes and, you know, just get them the football. So um, it potentially, like you said, could be one of, if not the best group of wide receivers to sign with Ole Miss um, in recent years. So, On every one of these podcasts lately, who do you think the next guy is going to be? Mm-hmm. And if you'd have given me 100 guesses, I would have never said Raji Dennis. But good player, and it's exciting. It just shows that we can feel like we're as on top of this as uh, anybody out there and still – I am capable of surprise. Yeah, and again, I, I can't, I can't say it enough. Sam Spiegelman knows everyone in New Orleans. He is on top of everything, um, and and even he was shocked because again, Miami and A and M seemed like the early favorites, and then Pete Golding swoops in and uh, quickly changes things. So that's just again, just another tip of the cap to to Pete Golding and and what he's been able to do, and just his his ability to quickly change things in a, in a recruitment. It, it's, it's big for Ole Miss. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's going to continue to pay dividends as um, you will see uh, when this, uh, this long form piece of recruiting Intel comes out on the site at omspirit.com part of on three, his name pops up a lot, but um, let's move over to basketball a um, couple big commitments for Ole Miss this week for basketball. Uh, one that we knew, you know, going from Raji Dennis, where we were completely caught off guard, to one that we knew was coming for the last couple months. Alan Flanagan, officially now an Ole Miss Rebel, uh, finished out his uh, his degree at Auburn, walked across the stage, and then is now um, 
on the Ole Miss roster, joining his father, Wes, who uh, was hired by Chris Beard a couple months ago. He will now bring uh, a veteran presence to this roster. He's played a lot of basketball, played uh, played everywhere at Auburn. Played a little bit at you know, guard, small forward, power forward. Um, so I think this is a, a key pickup for Ole Miss for a team that is uh, been, they've quickly stockpiled some legit talent in Chris Beard's first year. Oh yeah. I think the expectations have changed immediately. I think we went into the off season saying, Hey, if you could do this, do that, uh, put Ole Miss in the bubble conversation, 18 and a half wins is a nice over under. You can scrap all that. I have a lot of um, optimism and quite frankly, growing confidence and what Ole Miss basketball can be in year one under Chris Beard. Alan Flanagan is a depth piece, and he's going to come in and start. It's insane that this is the latest guy. This would have been the headliner last year. This mm-hmm. would have been the headliner the year before. And now yeah. he's just the next one for a group of coaches that, quite frankly, believe they can go get anybody or at least be in any pursuit. Alan Flanagan, obviously the connection is to Wes Flanagan, the assistant, now assistant, um, under Chris Beard at Ole Miss, they reunited after being together at UALR. This is not the type of player Ole Miss historically in the portal that would be readily available to an Ole Miss. Made readily available to an Ole Miss because of the uniqueness and the quality and eliteness, if that's the word, <laughs> of head coach that is Chris Beard and his staff with Wes Flanagan and Al Pinkins and Brian Berg and Wincase. This group is getting it done. And I think from now on, we have to stop speaking in Ole Miss terms in regards to what we're used to Ole Miss basketball being and what they can be next year. Ben, I've gotten asked recently, do you think they're an NCAA tournament team next year? Yes, absolutely. And I know I've, I've felt that way when Dominic Olenicek was the biggest addition for Ole Miss basketball under Andy Kennedy, and then they went and, and had the worst season under AK ever. You know, Kermit's second or third team. Or when he got Jarkel, brought Jarkel Joyner back and had some talent. Did a pretty good job of bringing in some transfers. Signed Austin Crawley, four-star prospect. But this is different. These are all players that have stripes on the resume. But Brandon Murray played at Georgetown and LSU, accomplished. Austin Nunes, even as a backup, played in real games at Arizona State. Um, Alan Flanagan, as veteran as veteran gets. And we haven't even talked about Musa Cisse who was a top 20 recruit coming out, a five-star prospect, signed with Memphis, goes to Oklahoma State. We're not even talking about Jamarion Sharp, the tallest man in college basketball at 7'5". We're not even talking about Jamin Brakefield, as disastrous as last Matthew season Morales. was. Yeah, I haven't gotten to Matt yet. Um, as disastrous as last season was, Jamin Brakefield had a breakout season. He had the season that Ole Miss desperately wanted him to have the year before. He looked like the player almost thought it was getting when it when it brought in a Jamin Brakefield as its portal or transfer headliner in that class. He was a transfer from Duke, but mm-hmm. he was still upside. These are proven players on winning teams. Auburn's a tournament team, an Elite Eight contender, a Final Four contender, seemingly every year now under Bruce Pearl. And Alan Flanagan played some of the most consequential minutes for that team. And you go on and on and look across the board. We haven't brought up Matthew Morrell, who announced his return a couple days ago. And the thing is, is in the old days, Matt coming back would be the biggest story. It's a huge story. I'm not saying it's not a big story anymore. It is. But it's part of a bigger puzzle, more ambitious approach from a Chris Beard. 
He believes Ole Miss to be a contender and not in two years. He believes it right now. Mm-hmm. It's insane the depth of options for a first team. Like we haven't even seen the on, on court results. And I know it sounds like we're kind of hyping it up maybe to the moon or we're being homerish about this. But if you just took off your red, blue glasses, if you're an objective observer and you looked across the college basketball landscape after, you know, this portal cycle, who's been one of the biggest winners? It's undoubtedly Ole Miss. And it's not like Ole Miss just added three or four. We haven't touched on Rashad Marshall, a 2023 signee that was a four-star, Cam Barnes, a, a three-star top 170 kid in the country. Jacob Gaza is going to be on this team. T.J. Caldwell was a four-star. Robert Coward was a high-end three-star. Both of those guys rising sophomores with uh, three-point shooting capability and drive and attack capability. And those guys right now are at the end of the bench. When Austin Nunez committed to Ole Miss, people were excited. He was a dynamic scorer in high school. All of the, the accolades as a prep star, all the, the upside, all the potential – Barely played at Arizona State, was a true freshman. It's a lot to ask. People were excited, but they were like, okay, got to get some other pieces. Now you turn the page to today with all the experience, all the veteran leadership, all of the guys that, like you just mentioned, have been there, done that, have played a lot of basketball. That takes so much pressure off of a guy like Austin Nunez where, hey, we're going to ask you to come in. We're going to ask you to make plays, hit some shots, you know, be aggressive. But it's not a, hey, we need you to come in. We need you to score 12 points a game right away. It's not that anymore because there are other dudes that can do it. So that takes a ton of pressure off of a guy that's, you know, 18 years old and moving across the country to find a new college home and to play. It's it's no longer, hey, man, all the things we said about you, we need that and more. I mean, it's not it's not there anymore. I mean, that's that's great for Ole Miss because you're not banking on him to be a guy that that you count on for ten to twelve points a game. He can be a guy that comes off the bench, hits shots, you know, gets to the basket, and um, you know, drive and kick, pick and roll, all that stuff. And, and I mean, that's just a a layer of this twenty three twenty four roster with what you've got. I mean, you got two. I mean, erasers in the paint and Musa Cisse and Jamarian Sharp. You've got some veteran wings and Jamin Brakefield, Brandon Murray, Alan Flanagan. You've got a, I mean, probably a team captain in Matthew Morrell, a dude that seemingly has bought all the way in and then some with Chris Beard. And he's already talking like Chris Beard now, talking about we're we're trying to win championships. We're trying to get to the tournament. We're trying to win games in the tournament. We're not just trying to get there. We're trying to win and go deep into March. I could see him taking a step toward all-conference easily and potential first-round lottery pick type talent. Is He already – I mean, he was getting that feedback when he was going around uh, this offseason, you know, kind of weighing his NBA draft prospects. He has lottery pick potential, but he's just not unlocked it. He's still been kind of like the same player he was when he arrived. Under Chris Beard, I could see him – taking a massive, massive leap. And you look around at the talent around him now in comparison to last year, his money year as a junior, right? Uh, the most important year for Matthew Morrell individually of his career. And he was surrounded by just inadequate talent, especially for this level, this conference in the SEC, and arguably, in my opinion, now the best basketball conference in the country. It was Matthew Morrell versus the world. 
He had to shoulder so much. Imagine the nights that he doesn't have it. It doesn't have to still be Matthew Morell. It could be Austin Nunes uh, pulling in from three. It could be Brandon Murray, Alan Flanagan. Maybe the bigs take over, Musa Cisse. Maybe it's just a paint, a paint night, Jamarion Sharp. Maybe a Robert Coward or a T.J. Caldwell, they step up and they play a big – you have depth of options like never before. Ole Miss would have taken five of the players, five that they've added this offseason, desperately taken those players last year, uh, and it would have been easily the best five on last year's team. Mm -hmm. He's improved the roster top to bottom, and that includes putting talent around, in my opinion, still – one of the players on the roster with the most upside in Matthew Morrell. Yeah, I and and look, you talk about Morrell and, and the buy-in, but I mean, you see it elsewhere. On Tuesday, Ole Miss adds a commitment from Jason Jackson, a 23-point guard who's reclassified to 2024. He's going to play in the overtime elite league. To uh, which to you play. don't really see all that much anymore. Reclassifying for the year after. It's typically the yeah. other way around. It's kind of what I wrote about it in, in, in the piece that you can read at omspirit.com. It, it, it's kind of a nod to like the old days when guys in football would go play at Hargrave. It's kind of like a prep year. And you see it more and more in basketball now. Well, guys will go play at like a, a you know, a link here prep or, um, you know, an AZ compass. They'll go and play just like a, a one year stopgap before they get to college. And I think for Jackson, it's a, it's a matter of, hey, you dominated in, in high school at Riverview in Sarasota, Florida. We want to go see you play against some some better competition and just continue to improve your game. Um, and he was a he was a Texas Tech commit. Al Pinkins recruited him there. And and, and now he's coming over to to rejoin Al because he decommitted when Al left and and kind of looked around a little bit. Now he's with Ole Miss and you're gonna go play one year at OTE and then uh report for the twenty four uh class. So um, not just buy-in from the current roster, but buy-in from guys that believe in the vision, believe in what Ole Miss is doing, and believe that Chris Beard is going to win and win big. Because um, Jason Jackson had had other offers. I mean, Florida, LSU, Virginia Tech, other teams wanted him, but he believes enough in what Al Pinkins and Chris Beard and the rest of that staff are doing to where he's willing to to wait and to go better himself and play in a, a league with a bunch of really, really talented dudes and then join up with Ole Miss in the 24 cycle. So, um, yeah, the belief is across the board. Um, you can see it in the portal. You can see it with guys coming back, getting out of the portal, staying at Ole Miss. Um, it's very evident that uh, people believe in Chris Beard inside the building and out. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Um we knew we, we knew Flanagan was coming, but still seeing it to be official and adding him to a roster um, like what Ole Miss currently has via the portal and via guys coming back. I mean, that, look, if, if the number's still 18 and a half, I'm going over. He's that good of a coach, and the roster is good enough, and then some. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank. Local. Invested. Modern banking.
Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers, It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee. And Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead. Have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan, and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you want a really, um, a very podcasty question right now? Absolutely. In comparison to expectations going into the year, who's going to have the most successful year? Chris Beard, Lane Kiffin, or Mike Bianco? Hmm. Oh. Let's first think about the expectations. So basketball, anything is better than three and fifteen. As long as Ole Miss is in the postseason discussions, Ole Miss (laughs) fans are going to be fired up for Chris Beard. But I still think if they go to like the Sweet Sixteen and match the greatest accomplishment in program history, obviously then Chris Beard. And I think they could. That's what's crazy. I think they could. That is the one. That's the pick. However. Expectations for baseball next year are just absolute dog shit. Lane Kiffin has the highest bar, probably. Yeah, if you're comparing, you know, the year. So let's say Ole Miss wins 25 games, goes to the first round. Ole Miss goes eight and four in football, and then baseball gets to a regional. Out of those three, which one is better? Oh, it's basketball. It's basketball. I would think Ole Miss would have to go nine and three in football to be better because play on a New Year's Six day, uh, play in a New Year's New Year's Six game, yeah. right? Yeah, that would be the only tipping point for me, just because of what Chris Beard has inherited and how bad it was last year, and just and just also just again how good the league is, um, and how tough it is to win in March. Because here's the thing with Lane. Lane has a higher bar kind of by his own making because I think a lot of Ole Miss fans would have given him the benefit of the doubt in regards to the schedule and how things ended had all the Auburn stuff. The way last year ended was just awful. I mean, there's a lot that went wrong for Lane Kiffin, so the bar remains high. Beard, the bar is high because of who he is. He's one of the elite coaches in the sport. But Ole Miss basketball historically is the worst program in the conference, easily. One of the worst in Power Five. And he's put them in a position as far as the personnel he's brought I said 18 and a half, and I think that was after Brandon Murray signed on the transfer from Georgetown LSU. And I'm serious. I'd probably put it right now at least at 20 and a half. And if they won 25. And I don't think that's crazy. Made the, tournament, the only request I would have in that scenario, please don't get matched up with Oklahoma as an 8-9 and they get beat by like 40, and you're out of the game pretty much within the first four minutes. Right, right. That was the first obvious red flag that something was up. That maybe 14 and two was the outlier. Yeah, 20 and a half is a good number because there's going to be a learning curve. It's going to be a completely new style of basketball. And a lot of new faces are going to have to mesh. Now they got plenty of time to mesh, but it's still a lot of guys that have never played together. They're going to have to learn how to win. <laughs> they didn't do a lot of winning last year. That that sucks mentally. And you're going to have to learn how to get back into the swing of winning. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think that that's a crazy number to put up for an over-under. I, I just think you're... If anything, is conservative right now. And going back to what you said about Lane Kiffin and the bar being set, I know all the jokes and 
and all the the people want to poke fun about all the Auburn stuff, but I, I, I guarantee you that that no one hated the way last season ended more than Lane Kiffin. And you best believe that I don't know if he's got you know a dry erase board with some some motivational quotes or some stuff that he has on his mirror at home to remind himself of how last season ended. But I, I guarantee you, he doesn't really need a reminder. He knows what happened. Do you think he's going with one heartbeat or don't let go of the rope or you don't have to be blood to be family Win the day? Uh, no, he's probably Lane Kiffin. It's probably some kind of Taylor Swift or Morgan Wallen quote. He's got to respond, and it's a tough schedule, but there's plenty of potential for them to have a great year. Ton of talent returning, arguably one of the best players in college football in Quinchon Judkins. They've had some big time pieces added in the portal. Whoa, 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 whoa. Arguably? What do you mean? Quinchon Judkins, arguably one of the best players in college football. Sir, you better give my guys flowers. Well, dude, there's all time potential greats at Ole Miss. Dude, nobody, nobody was was carrying the flag into battle bigger than me. But look, there's still people out there that think Blake Corum's a better running back. So, um, oh god. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a legit top ten player in the country. I mean, there are some good players out there. Um, but I mean, he's there's no question he's the best running back in the SEC. Um, I mean, there are already people out there talking about dark horse Heisman potential i don't really see that mostly because old miss likes to share the rock and keep people fresh and i don't think that they're going to run him into the ground um like jim harbaugh will do with blake corum but he could expand his game as far as a pass catcher which could add value to make him a, a legit heisman candidate if he replicates or duplicates his production from last year he's a heisman candidate the only reason why he wasn't last year was because a true freshman that was playing at Ole Miss, kind of not under the radar, off the radar coming in. He became a great story. Well, now he's on the radar. You duplicate that, you do that again. And granted, he set the single-season Ole Miss record for rushing yards. But, I mean, if, if you do anything close to that and you add some receiving to your repertoire, I mean, he's a Heisman candidate, absolutely. Now he is, undoubtedly. Let's drop the qualifiers. Undoubtedly. A top 20 at worst player in college football? Yeah, for sure. He, as I put it earlier, almost put out a picture of the team working out in the weight room and the picture of Quinshawn Judkins. And I was like, he's he's Thanos TJ Yeldon. Like, he is a monster. And, I, I mean, I would I would be shocked if he doesn't have a better year than he did last year. He could have a better year than he had last year and not rush for as many rushing yards. Yeah, true. We've kind of gotten off track here, but the point is this. The coach with the most pressure is obviously Mike because you followed up the national championship with that disaster. Hot garbage. Chris Beard can do no wrong. Lane Kevin, whatever. Which coach could have the best year in comparison to expectations? If you'd have told me before the offseason, hey, man, they're going to win potentially 25 games next year. I would have just been like, come on, man. You don't know the history of Ole Miss basketball. I wasn't fully appreciating how good Chris Beard is. He's the best coach resume-wise Ole Miss has ever hired. 
period. He would not have been available to Ole Miss if not for the Texas stuff. We all know this. So we need to change how we view the results he's delivering, including on the recruiting trail, Mm because what he's doing is unprecedented. So now, oh, hell yeah, I'm putting it 20 and a half only because I know Ole Miss basketball historically. I mean, I still mark time based off of Bryce Drew's Valpo shots. It's the first time I ever cried my eyes out as a sports fan. I was 10 years old. It really baptized me into we are Ole Miss. Like, I, I understand. I've been there with you. I've been tortured by Ole Miss basketball. Chris Beard just doesn't care. And I think his results on the recruiting trail, I mean, they're a dead giveaway, but just wait till the on-court results follow. Because Alan Flanagan is just the next in a bigger, you know, puzzle that he's putting together and has completely remade college, I mean, Ole Miss basketball into a contender overnight. He's the one. He's the one that could certainly, in comparison to expectations, exceed those expectations. Ole Miss football and Lane Kiffin could have a hell of a year, and still Chris Beard could still outdo it. You know what? What, what the program is having to rebound from rebound from last year. I mean, the expectations. What's awesome is that we're talking about basketball and football and the excitement level. We're we're talking about them on equal footing. And look, you could you could throw in baseball too because I do think even though the year was bad, a lot of intrigue and excitement for what could possibly come via the portal because they're going to have to move quickly because look, if you, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or Sherlock Holmes to figure things out. When you saw the summer assignments come out from almost baseball, there's going to be a lot of roster attrition and they're going to have to make some moves in the portal because the bar has been set. Others in the conference, mainly LSU and what they were able to do in the portal. I mean, it is, it's now or never for, for Ole Miss. I mean, you, you, you had that cushion of, Hey, we want it all. Like it's house money this year. Like if you play poorly or it's not a good year, ah, who cares? You won a national championship. That's gone. Now. The funniest thing was, is this was the Mulligan year, Zach. Yeah, exactly. Gotten away with having a bad year. A bad year, what we thought was a bad year under Mike Bianco was you make it in as a two-seed in a regional somewhere, something like that. Maybe you had to go to the Coral Gables regional, didn't get out of it, season's over. Not 6-24 and 24 in the friggin' league. Now, I grant you, Hunter Elliott went down, Josh Mallets went down. I mean, the pitching was historically awful. But 6-24? and 24, It was bad. There was so much runway. As long as they just did shit the bed completely. I mean, it's the worst season Mike Bianco's ever put out there. So now, of course, the pressure's right back on him. Because then you have to look at the long-term trends. If they do this again next year, we have to have a real conversation here. Because 10 wins in 11 postseason games is amazing. Won a championship. But the overall health of the program, you could argue, is not that great. It's worrisome, at least. Last regular season was garbage. This regular oh, season, yeah. garbage. Without looking at the Wikipedia, was this his worst season ever as head coach at Ole Miss? It's his worst. Okay. So worst First than losing season for Ole Miss since 1997. Well, since year one. Okay, yeah. So it's his, yeah. So it took, what, 22 years? Correct. So, but yeah, just, it, you know. When you, when you pair that with last regular season, because remember, they were one and done in the SEC tournament. 
Everyone thought their season was over. They got into the NCAA tournament as the very last team. Mike Bianco did as all good program caretakers do, and he pulled out his Rolodex filled with the, you know, power players in college baseball, including John Cohen, and he talked Ole Miss into the tournament. That's awesome. And then they won 10 of 11 and accomplished the only thing that matters, winning a championship. Yeah. On, uh... But outside of 10 of 11, the results have been alarmingly bad. So if you do it again next year, it is no longer, oh, last year was was this happened. This year you had the injuries with Hunter Elliott and everything. No, there, there are cracks in the foundation then. Something is not right. Yeah, and on cue, talking about now or never, and it's time to to respond, um, Vanderbilt Baseball has announced a uh, major facility upgrade to Hawkins Field. Um, it's part of a $3.2 billion university Dare to Grow campaign. Uh, they will now Good have... For them. They will now have a second deck grandstand, premium seating additions, Neat. A, a home run deck atop the wall, and a 360-degree stadium experience. I was really so, hoping you were going to be stopping things to wrap up and tell me that like, Ole Miss had come out as we're recording and unveiled a full-on locked-in plan for renovating Bought Hemingway <laughs> Stadium. But no, you tell me about Vandy baseball upgrades. Good Lord. It's just it, – it's, it's never going to stop. Everybody is just – all gas, no breaks with investment in sports in the SEC. And and you see it now with baseball. I mean, Vandy was kind of like a punchline forever, even though they've won multiple national titles and have all the MLB players and all the wins, and they dominate year in, year out pretty much. And now even they are like, yep, got to do it. Got to upgrade. So it's just – and look, there's no stadium upgrade or addition or – improvements that can fix bought him away there's no there's not enough money they need to just how dare you sir how dare you sir i would tend to agree but it's not feasible to knock the whole thing down and rebuild and they're not gonna they're not gonna move it anywhere else let's keep putting lipstick on a pig it takes away from the grove and the walk of champions and all that i mean i i but they need that they would need a They would need a Texas A&M sized loan to do that, and they would need Texas A&M's. You know, they 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 would need to, you know, uh, not only a loan from Texas A&M, but they would need to contract out the construction company that did the, uh, the addition on Kyle Field and how quickly they did it. Because I don't think the turnaround is quick enough to to do a new stadium. It just it wouldn't have it wouldn't be able to they wouldn't be able to do it as fast. No, I, uh, they got to do something though, but that's been so, I mean, that's moved, that's been moved so far down um, the to-do list because of NIL and how Ole Miss is focusing most all of its efforts on being as well, proactive and aggressive. And the one thing that is most important in the sport right now, name, image, and likeness. So um, yeah. I know that there was that big champions now, roll out and they had these planned renovations about Hemingway man. Oh, they shelved it. I'll be surprised. I'll I'll be surprised if there's major renovations to Bald Hemingway Stadium before twenty thirty something at this point. I mean I mean it's gonna Kiffin be a while. Bas- yeah, Kiffin basically said no. Like he was like, we need to 
accolade these resources elsewhere because I'm not telling you something you don't know, but players don't care about the stadium. They don't care about the bones of the stadium or how the concourse no. looks or they, they care about money and playing football. So why worry about your stadium when it's, it's not great at all, but it's perfectly fine. Well, now yeah. that Dennis has popped, um, what's next before we get out of here? I'm assuming we're still just saying we're waiting on Zachary Franklin, the UTSA transfer wide receiver. Yeah. And I spoke with a, very strong source this morning and strong with a capital S that Ole Miss is expecting his commitment any day. Now um, players have already reported kids are on campus, true freshmen are on campus. Players are back. They're working out. You would think that he's wanting to go ahead and get this done so he can move in and, and start working out with the team. So I would imagine, I don't know if it'll be by the weekend, but at least by Monday, there could be some resolution there, but Ole Miss is still confident. I don't really anticipate anyone else getting into it right now. The the only school I would think that might muddy the water, but I, I'm not going to go that far yet, is Arkansas. Um, but Ole Miss is is in good shape there. Uh, the source that I spoke with said that they expect a commitment. So uh, outside of portal commitments, um, as we wrap up here this weekend, several official visitors will be in town. Um, right now you are looking at, pull this up, the official visitors, uh, Shaq McRoy, offensive tackle from Clay Chalkville in Alabama, Kobe Branham, interior offensive lineman from Arkansas, Dylan Hip, the tight end from Arizona that Ole Miss is trending in a big way for, and Joseph Cryer, the offensive lineman from Louisiana. Both Hip and Cryer have put in, uh, predictions for Ole Miss, uh, Shaq McRoy, uh, just a gargantuan human. Uh, Oregon, Kentucky, and Auburn are in the mix there. Ole Miss is battling those schools for him. And then uh, Kobe Branham, who's from Fort Smith, Arkansas. The Hogs are in the lead there. Ole Miss is uh, – look, John Garrison has has really set the bar high with who he's going after on the offensive line, and, and he's kind of narrowed his focus on who he wants, and he's bringing them in for officials, and they're going to go from there. Um I like where Ole Miss sits with Cryer. Um, he told me he might narrow things down a little bit more. I think right now it's Ole Miss or Oklahoma State, and I, I think Ole Miss lands him. So um, visitors coming in town. Uh, Ole Miss commit Cam Beavers will also be in town this weekend. And then uh, June 9th is a big weekend as well. And then June 12th is also a big official visit weekend. Uh, so Ole Miss is <clears throat> really starting to – uh, prioritize uh, certain prospects and and really uh, fine-tune that scope of who they're looking to add in this 24 class. As we all know, the, the calendar has sped up with early signing day in December, so guys are more and more wanting to go the route of making a decision prior to their senior year so they can focus on that and just be a high school kid. So, um we will have uh, much more coverage of uh, all the recruiting um, this week, this weekend, heading into uh, into June. So, Ben, with that, we got uh, any final thoughts? Um, oh, I'll put you uh, a uh, – what do we normally call it? Like a trending or ending or – Buy or sell. Buy or sell. God, I cannot think of it. Um, I know the buzz is all about Tennessee right now, but buy or sell Ole Miss – 
heavy in the mix, potentially dark horse leader for Cam Franklin? I wouldn't say dark horse leader. This is going to go all the way to signing day. Tennessee does have some recent momentum right now. Um, there's a story up on the Ole Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, quoting Cam uh, that I wrote, as well as Narelle White. I think they're going to get both of the players, if you made me guess today. Now, what is true today does not necessarily will not necessarily be true in November. But for today, and ask me tomorrow, maybe something yeah. changes. Ask me in November. Something will definitely have changed. <clears throat> as of right now, with the information we have at hand, I think Ole Miss is going to get both players. And I know Tennessee's got a lot of recent momentum. And even if he commits – does Cam Franklin to Tennessee tomorrow? It's not going to happen, but tomorrow, I would still say I think by November, with the information I have today, I think Ole Miss is going to get both of those players. The emphasis on in-state prospects in this class is no coincidence. Now, tons of talent, so it makes sense to go after them, but the plan to get a heavy Mississippi flavored 2024 class is by design. And I do think, I, I agree with you. I think Pete Golding and Lane Kiffin know how big of a recruitment Cam Franklin is. Randall Joyner knows it. He's been recruiting him for two and a half years now. Pete Golding, since he was hired, has been up to Lake Cormorant, talks to Cam Franklin probably daily. Um, I think they know how big of a, of a, of a get he would be and how it could change the course of the program on the defensive side of the football. So I agree with you there. I don't think that's crazy to say. Despite the outside noise about Tennessee and Alabama and A&M and Georgia and LSU, I still think Ole Miss is in a great spot for Cam Franklin. Well, I'm glad to know I'm not crazy. Nah, man, you're not crazy. Thanks, bro. Good looking right. out. Look, Ben, here at Ole Miss Spirit, we, we don't have friends, we have family. I still hadn't seen it. I'm not going to see Fast X. Come on. I just can't bring myself to do it. It's. I'm going to go tomorrow. You will not regret it. It's phenomenal. Um, Ugh, all right. Oh like I said, Walter Wall coverage this weekend, official visitors, the ins and outs of recruiting. It never stops. Ben, myself, Chuck, Jake, we will all be there. OMSpirit.com, part of On3. Um, also be sure to check out the national sites. We'll share some some links here and there. The NIL series is going on in Nashville right now. Tons of uh, good stuff from that. If the name image likeness arena interests you a lot of good stuff coming out of that so for ben i'm zach it's been talk of champions recruiting and uh, we'll be back next week y'all take care when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.